How you doing? I'm Mike Gaddy and welcome to the 743 Patterson Park Podcast. Yesterday, I had the great fortune to speak with Kate Klutzwitz, who's a local artist that has begun painting Black Lives Matter messaging on local windows. I had been out for a walk in Patterson Park, went past about six of the windows, and wondered where they sprang from. At the bottom of each window is the Instagram hashtag, let me get this right, Black BLM underscore windows underscore Baltimore. So at BLM underscore windows underscore Baltimore. And I followed that, messaged what ended up being Kate, and from that grew this episode of the podcast. She's remarkable. Um, what, what happened was she came home from, from a Black Lives Matter protest earlier in the summer, took the sign she was carrying and put it in her front window, and then she walked past it every day after she returned from work and thought, you know, I should paint that. So she did. Her neighbors saw the painted messaging in her window and asked her to do that for their windows, and from that grew the Black Lives Window mural project. She has since painted more than 100 windows throughout the city, has had other artists join her, and has raised more than $6,000 for advocacy groups. So please join me as we talk to Kate about her Black Lives Window mural project. So I'm on the phone with Kate Klutzwitz, who uh, is the creator behind the murals that are painted in windows throughout the Patterson Park neighborhood. And Kate, how did you come about creating a business to paint windows to promote the Black Lives Matter messaging? I just think that's, you know, kind of an incredible thing. Well, you make it sound uh, so well organized. Um, <laughs> no, it really, um, I mean, it happened in such a weird backwards way. So I started going to some of the protests with everybody else back in June, um, and I made myself a little sign, um, and because you know, I'm the, the extra artist that I am. I had to make my sign pretty. And then it, you know, came home, popped it in the window where it sat for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, pretty much until I was sick of seeing a piece of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, so I got, I got tired of the cardboard in the window. And, um, you know, I, I do some, uh, some chalk work for my day job. So, you know, I had the means. So I was like, let me put something a little bit prettier and more permanent in there so I did um and you know not not too long after that I had a few uh neighbors ask me to do theirs too um and I kind of realized pretty quickly that this would be a cool way you know I've been kind of doing a lot of reading at the time about you know what it meant to be an ally and how to kind of channel you know your your resources for advocacy so I was like this you know this could be my thing (laughs) so um you know I I reached out kind of naively on the um Patterson Park uh, Facebook page, um, not realizing that I think it's about 16,000 members strong, um, and, you know, got a pretty overwhelming response, and I don't know, the rest is kind of history, it sort of blew up. Yeah, and now you have more people working with you to create these windows? Yeah, I do. Um, so I, at this point, have, um, well, one artist who's contributing pretty regularly, um, I have a couple of artists who are doing some really cool stuff with creating kind of digital copies of the windows that have already been done for people who, you know, aren't, aren't so keen on having somebody walk into their home during, you know, a, a national pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> there's that, yeah. Enough. 
Yeah, so, um, and then I have a couple of other people who just within the last couple of weeks kind of came along with sort of learned the process, so it'll be a matter of seeing, you know, what, what you know, time allows them to do in terms of contributions. But, sure. yeah, definitely a small a small team now. Now, I forgot to ask you this um, on, our, on our initial call, uh, but I happen to notice on one of the postings, of the stained glass of a stained glass window kind of style for the Black Lives Matter window mural, that she said that um, at least part of the, the 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 money or the donation was going to a community group. Does 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 a part of the money go to community groups? What what community groups? So the way that it works, I actually don't have my hand in the donation part of it at all, um, and that's um, pretty intentional. So it's totally honor system. Um, I ask for um, the people whose homes I come to and paint these murals to make a donation to a black advocacy organization. And I leave it kind of intentionally vague. I want people to choose an organization that speaks to them. A lot of people are choosing organizations that are local and community-based, which I love. I think that's really cool. Um, But I know that there's also some other organizations that are national and international doing some really cool stuff as well. So I want to leave it up to the individual. Um, but I don't. I don't tell people where to donate. Um, what I do ask is that people let me know where they donated because I love to be able to share that information. Sure. Um, but as far as as where people are donating, I don't ever touch that money. I just ask people to make a donation on our system and let me know, you know, where they donated to. That I that just sends chills down my spine. I I, <laughs> I, I my hats off. I mean, it's it's such an amazing thing to to go to these protests that were happening everywhere and from that come home and eventually create this movement, this artistic movement right in our neighborhood. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just think it's remarkable. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast was because there's all this street art around the area and there's all these backstories associated with it. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you don't, I don't know what these stories are. And so I think it's really incredible when, when artists like you come forward and, and sort of say the backstory um, behind it. How do you view how street art and advocacy go together? How does that marriage look to you? Yeah, um, no, that's a really cool question. And I actually spent a little bit of time thinking about my answer to that because I wasn't sure at first. But um you know, the more I was thinking about it, um, I feel like, I feel like the cool thing about art is that, um, in terms of how advocacy is able to drive actual real world change, there's kind of two, like two driving factors in my mind, or at least two of the driving factors are messaging and money, right? (laughs) Um, and that kind of covers politics and, you know, well, kind of also politics, Yeah. but, um, But I think that the cool thing about art in general, and I guess this isn't street art specifically, but art in general is that I think that art is able to kind of affect both of those things at the same time. So, for example, at one point I kind of crunched the numbers. I was curious about how much this project might have raised. Um, And at at that time it was somewhere between, I estimated about five and $7,000, which, you know, that's a lot more than I am in a position to, contribute financially myself but especially what I wait, wait, wait 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 especially oh, yeah, during yeah. a pandemic especially during a pandemic <laughs> right when people 
people aren't working. No, you're no. absolutely right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the best of times I don't have, like, five grand just lying around. But, <laughs> you know, as much as I want that money to go, you know, good places. Right. Right. Um, no, but, but what I do have is, you know, an amount of skill, an amount of time. Um, and so what I can do with those things are, are trade them <laughs> for the donations. Um, but, but I think, and sorry, I, I'm a, I'm a talker, but I have like the other part of it in terms of art and advocacy is that I think that, um, not only are you able to kind of channel art to raise a lot more money than maybe the individual could, but also art is really, you're able to be so multifaceted with it. And what I mean by that is I can go to somebody's home and I can paint a mural in their window. And, you know, that by itself, I, I hope does at least two things. I hope that when people walk by, they're either inspired to, you know, kind of start their own advocacy or even just do their own art. And I also hope that it makes people walking by feel welcome. And those alone are really cool. That's the messaging part, right? right. But then the other part of it that I think is so cool is like, it's not just that, but people are paying money for me to come and do this. So it's money going to the pockets of these organizations that can do the on the ground work, you know? Right. Right. So I think that art allows you to kind of be multifaceted in your advocacy too, which is pretty rad. Now, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's an understatement. Um, by the way, liking to talk is, you're sort of in the right place. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I guess yeah. so. My, my, when, my <laughs> mom and I, when my mom and I go to dinner, and this is absolutely true, People get up and move, you know, during times of non-COVID. They get up, they glare at us, and they move because... I love that. Yeah, we're loud. Um, it sounds like we need, we need to hang out a little bit more. Right. Well, as soon as COVID is over, I, I, I fully intend to have uh, people <laughs> over to, like, explore the city other than just through, you know, FaceTime and you know, um, Zoom interviews. And by the way, my pants are on for this interview. Just, I feel like... <laughs> I feel I like... I made that. no comment about the status of my pants. Right, okay, good. Um, now, if, 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 if somebody wants to uh, have a mural done, how do they get up with you? Yeah, um, so right now I am operating mostly through Instagram, which is, like, if you knew me, a ridiculous thing for me to be saying because up until now I spent almost zero time on Instagram. <laughs> I, I think I've posted, like, four photos on my personal page. But, um, no, this is this has made me a social media person, which I hate. But, <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, most of my organization for this through uh, a combination of Instagram and a very complicated uh, spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so all you have to do is shoot me a message. And it's okay. literally as simple as just a message that says, hey, I would like a window mural. And awesome. I that automatically gets you on the list. So awesome. I, I make sure that people can stay in order. And your Instagram handle is? It is BLM underscore Windows underscore Baltimore. So okay. BLM Windows Baltimore underscore in between. Okay, and we'll we'll post that too. But but I have decided that this podcast is also going to be distributed on iTunes and a couple of other podcast platforms, and sometimes they're audio only. So that's why I want to make sure we got that in there. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and one last question. And, um, yeah. you know, because I'm ADHD, so my attention span, you know, wanders with, the, you know, a bug going past the window. <laughs> um, but how, how long have you been in the neighborhood? How long have you lived in Patterson Park, Butchers Hill? So, um, 
I mean, it's funny, we moved here in 2011, so it's going on 10 years now, um, and when we moved to the neighborhood, it was on Collington, and then, you know, we were renting, and we, you know, lease was up, and we were like, well, we really don't want to leave the neighborhood, so then we lived in Washington for a while, and that lease was up, and we really didn't want to leave the neighborhood, so we, um, a couple years ago, bought on um, Patterson Park Avenue, so, you know, we bounced around in different houses, but we never wanted to, to leave, like, Butcher's Hill, so we've been here all, all 10 years. Right. Oh, that, that is so awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for talking to me, Kate. I, I have to say, you were one of the very first people that I wanted to talk to because as I walked through Patterson Park, I just kept seeing all of these windows. And now, even more, I, I was going to pick up a, a present the other day. Um, we have our mail delivered to the UPS store. Whole nother story because of all the package thefts. So we just bypassed that. But anyway, I was, I was driving down there to get my, my packages. And I must have passed five windows. So how many have you done up to now? Do you know? That's the coolest thing. So I I've, I've personally, I mean... As, as kind of an artist collective now, um, we've done well over 100. I've definitely done over 100 myself. Um, but, you know, a fun little story about that is early on in this project, I work down in Fells, and, you know, when I can, I'll walk down to work. And I remember early on in the project, you know, seeing some little signs in people's windows, and, you know, I'd already done a few um, murals and just thinking, like, man, I want to walk to work, and I want to see a BLM window on every freaking house that I pass. And it's so funny now that, you know, I'll get people message me or people that I know, and it's like, we're not there yet, but... I have to say, if I walk from my house in any direction for like 10 minutes, I'll pass at least one or two. So to me, that's awesome. Because like at the beginning, I was like, you know, that it was sort of a pipe dream. But, right. uh, you know, it's, it's neat to see that kind of come to fruition a little bit. Well, absolutely. That's absolutely awesome. Congratulations. And um, thank you so much for just being inspired to to do this. I mean, it's grassroots. You hear the politicians talk about grassroots advocacy. And then when you actually meet people who are grassroots roots advocates, it's, it's amazing. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thanks for, for speaking with me. Kate said, you have to feel like you would, you're doing something that you would do anyway when she talked about her art and advocacy. My next guest on the podcast, Martha, is someone who embodies that sentiment. You know Martha. <laughs> you know Martha. Martha is single-handedly responsible for Chalk Night, Chester Street Critters, Mandela Friday, and Murals with Kids, along with countless other projects throughout the neighborhood throughout the year. So join me next week when I interview Martha here on the podcast. Meanwhile, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.